0: Welcome to episode 37 of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. Today, we are going to start off 2022 of this podcast with a bang and a challenge that really centers around this question of where are all the women? Now, this question is actually inspired by my reading of a book called The Ministry of Women in the New Testament, Reclaiming the Biblical Vision for Church Leadership, By Dorothy A. Lee. I'm about roughly halfway through this book. It's actually a pretty quick read. But as I've been reading it, I've been really inspired and also challenged by this question that she kind of brings up here and there throughout the book, which are where are the women? Where are they? (laughs) So that's my challenge to us. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's continue to ask that question and let's ask that as we read the Bible, as we listen to sermons, as we listen to podcasts. As we absorb scripture in whatever way that looks like, asking the question, where are all the women? All right, let's get started. Hey, millennial, welcome to the revival podcast for millennial women, where you can come as you are, where you are in your faith journey. We're here to explore who God is and what he has to say through studying his words in the Bible. Hi, I'm Katherine Elise, and each week it's my intention to take important, relevant topics and examine them with you through the lens of God's word and the good news of Jesus. If you're here for an honest look at scripture, beyond pulling random verses out of context, open to creative ways to connect with the ultimate creator, and hoping for some good old-fashioned critical thinking about living out your faith, you're in the right place. I mean, as a former history teacher, you know I'm not going to let us off the hook with surface level application. So grab a cup of coffee, put on your favorite sweats, and download that Bible app. Let's get started with today's topic. Well, Let's go ahead and ground ourselves by talking about the book really quick. Um, in this book that I mentioned in the intro, Dr. Lee actually takes a deeper look at different women's ministries in the Bible. Her work is really excellent, so if you want to take a look at that, it's really cool. She talks about each book of the New Testament and talks about the women in it and their ministries and what that looked like and what the implications are. And so right now, I'm actually in her study of the works of Luke, including the Gospel of Luke and also the Book of Acts, which was also written by Luke. And one thing I really appreciate about her is her challenge to look for where the women are, even if they're not specifically mentioned. So let's take that theme today and kind of unpack it a little bit. When I was thinking about this concept, this idea of where are the women in the Bible, it's actually funny. A few months ago, when I mentioned to a Christian family member that I was doing a series on women of the Bible for my podcast, he kind of jokingly commented that it was going to be a pretty short series. And to be honest, I've really thought about that comment, you know, off and on while I've been doing the series. And it's really incredible because after several months of doing this series on women off and on, I'm actually still nowhere near done. I have not covered all of the women in the Bible. And it would take a really long time to do that and to do justice to each woman's story, which a lot of the women that I've covered, I haven't even covered their full stories by any means. There's still tons of things about them to talk about and to learn from. And so when I'm thinking about this comment, it really revealed to me two different things that I think are just true in general of Christians, especially if, you're, if you run in more evangelical circles or if your church is more non-denominational. And the first thing I think that this really revealed to me or brought into stark contrast as I thought about the comment more, is that I think we don't really pay much attention to the women who are actually in the Bible. And I'm talking about women who are named in the Bible, who actually are called out, like this woman, (laughs) and then it says something about her. But I think something to really consider is that they're there. Always, they are there. The question is then, how often do we notice them? How often do we think about them? How often do we think about their roles or what we can learn from them or the impact that they left or what they can tell us about God or Jesus? And I think it comes down to this idea that a lot of us spend more time looking at the men. And yes, there is something to be said about There is a lot more written about men in the Bible than there is written total about women. If we compare those two things, like, of course, that's true. But we spend so much more time looking at the men, even when there are women in the story. And so it comes into this idea of, do we notice them? Do we see that they are there? Are we focusing on only the stories of the Davids, Peters, Pauls, Daniels, When there are also women in all of the stories or in all of the interactions of those men, there are always women. And there is just so much written about David, lots and lots to read in the Old Testament about David. And he is mentioned very frequently in the Bible because he had such a big impact. And because the line of Christ comes through David, he's, he's the son of David, you know, by many generations, So, of course, David is a very, very, very important person in the Bible. And of course, we should learn about David. Like, don't mishear me. Of course we should. But when we're reading David's stories, do we even notice the women there? Do we even notice David's wives? He's got a lot of them, and a lot of them have stories. Do we notice Michael, his first wife? Do we notice Abigail, Bathsheba? The other women who are mentioned as his wives, do we notice them? And then when we do notice them, do we only think about them in context of David's story? Or do we consider them as their own people and what their stories are and what we can learn about them specifically, not just as side characters, but as human beings, as living, breathing women that God specifically recorded the names and stories of. To take another example, when we read Paul, and there is so much about Paul, and there's so much written about Paul in the New Testament, when we're reading him, do we pay attention to the women that he meets? Do we pay attention to the women that he calls out by name and encourages and equips? There are many women, but do we pay attention to Lydia, Priscilla, Euodia, Syntyche, Phoebe, the daughters of Philip, and so many more. This is just a few. Like if you want a, a list, you can look at Romans 16, and that's not even all the women that Paul mentions throughout all of his letters. There are so many women. To take another example, when we read about the condemnation and the crucifixion of Jesus, the one who died to save us, when we read about the events leading up to that, I can't tell you the number of times I have heard a sermon on Peter's denial of Jesus. And of course, we should talk about that. Of course, there should be sermons about that. I'm not for one second saying that there shouldn't be. But have you ever heard a sermon? Have you ever spent time reading and learning and listening to the story of the women who never left Jesus in the first place? What can we learn about the three Marys, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, Mary the wife of Clopas, and other women who were present at the actual crucifixion of our Savior Jesus? Do we ever take the time to learn from them? When we're talking about the resurrection, how often do we talk about and laugh about really Peter and John trying to outrun each other to the tomb to see if Jesus has actually resurrected? Do we even notice Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, and perhaps even other women from Galilee that are mentioned in different versions of the Gospels? Yes, 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 we can learn from men. We should absolutely be learning from the men in the Bible. Yes, we should learn the good, the bad, and the somewhere in between. We should learn from their stories. We should see how they point us to Jesus, or how they point us to understanding things about ourselves that get in the way of worshiping Jesus. Of course we should do that. And most of us do that every Sunday. Most of us do that when we read our Bibles. But what if we also learned from the women? What if we paused in our daily scripture readings and learned from the women too? The good, the bad, and the somewhere in between. Like, what if in our deep despair and grief, we read about Naomi in the book of Ruth? What if instead of just turning to Job, or in addition, even better, of turning to Job, we also read about Naomi's grief? What if when we feel trapped by life circumstances, we look to Esther in addition to looking at Daniel? What if when we want to see a model of an effective ministry, we look to Lydia in addition to Paul, in addition to Peter. It doesn't have to take away from learning about these really great men in the Bible. They're there for a reason, but so are the women. The women are there specifically put there by God for us to learn from. And do we do that? Do we do it? It's a great question. The second thing that my family members comment really revealed to me is it showed me that when we really picture scenes in the bible as happening as going on like in our mind's eye when we when we see them or even a lot of times when we look at images of the events happening we see only men as present and i think it's subtle and not really something that we think about very often but do we picture women When we're reading about things that happened in the Bible, when Jesus is ministering to people, when Jesus is preaching and talking, when Jesus is healing people, when Jesus is going and exercising demons and and rescuing people in practical ways and spiritual ways, do we picture women even when they're not mentioned? Do we picture a crowd of women following Jesus around or do we really just picture men? It's something to consider. And I think it's something I subconsciously realized that I do picture men being there, but I don't as easily picture women. And this leads me to the question, like, what if there were also women there? What if women were almost always there when Jesus went around preaching? What if, in fact, some of them were his most dedicated disciples and didn't abandon him in his hour of deepest need at the cross? I have an example of this, and I think it's really beautiful because it really points out to me that even when women are not specifically mentioned, there is a biblical basis for picturing them being there. So then beginning in Luke chapter eight, it says, soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means." It says there are many others. There were many other female disciples of Jesus. Many. There were many there. (laughs) Picture them. When you're reading, picture them. And when we're looking at images of Bible scenes and you only see men there, in your mind's eye, add some women in there. If you're an artist who paints biblical scenes, Put some women in there. There were women following Jesus. There were female disciples. They were dedicated and they provided out of their own resources and means for the disciples and Jesus. So add the women in. Retrain your brain. And my challenge to you for the new year is this. When you read your Bible, when you listen to sermons, when you think of Jesus's interactions with people, Ask yourself this question. Where are all the women? Does the passage say the 12 and other disciples? Then there were probably women there. Does the passage talk about a crowd of people? Picture men and women. Does the passage mention a woman, even very briefly? Pause and read the verses about her more carefully. Learn from her. Ask God, what he wants to reveal to you through her story. How you can grow in deeper relationship with him as a result of reading that section of the Bible. Look for the women. Stop, pause when you come across them and think about them as individuals, not just a pawn in the larger story of a a man. Think about how Jesus treated women, how he talked to them how he affirmed and encouraged them, how he treated them as learners, as disciples, as no less valuable than the men who followed him, as no less capable. That's my challenge to you in the new year. Take some time to really think about women actively when you read the Bible, when you hear sermons. I hope that this is a big encouragement to you as we go into the new year. It has been for me. When you tell your brain to do this and you think about it actively, your brain actually can stop filtering out what you've been doing in the past. Stop filtering out the women and not paying as much attention to them. And your brain can spend more time focusing on them. And then you start noticing them more often. And then you're like, wow, there's women everywhere. Talks about women all the time. And I didn't notice that before. But we don't notice it before because we haven't taken the time to retrain our brains. So that's my challenge for you. I'd like to close in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for all the stories of the women in the Bible. You are such a loving, loving God, and you care about women. You care about men. You care about each of us as individuals. And we love you, Lord. And I pray that you would inspire us as we're reading the Bible to pause and to see how you interact with women and how you use their stories to point us to you, that if we just take the time to look for it, there is even more in the Bible that we can be learning and gleaning from. There are so many gems, so many words of encouragement that will bless our hearts, so many things that will draw us nearer to you in closer, deeper relationship. We love you, Lord, and I pray that you would work in our hearts this week and for the entire new year. Thank you for a new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Revival Podcast for Millennial Women. If you got something meaningful out of today's episode, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews help more women find the show and it helps grow our community. Plus, these reviews help me see how God is using this podcast and that, my friends, blesses me greatly. Oh, and be sure to check out the show notes for more ways to connect with me. See you next time.